What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Keith Lee catches a fireball, the Velveteen Dream returns, and Jim Cornette gets banned. Antifa attacks SmackDown again, and you're listening to the Bad Boys of Wrestling Podcast. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews, he's Gary G. Money Mun, and he's the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland, and this is episode 55 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Damn. Dick Carter than the motherfucker. One cell, is this on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh. Uh, first I want to start off. Um I want to take a moment of silence for Kamala, who did pass away this week. Um, as always, anytime a wrestler passes away, we do like to honor them with a, a brief moment of silence here on the on the show. So we'll start that now. All right, so what's going on, guys? I don't know that. Pretty pretty rough week here for wrestling. Um, Of course, the passing of Kamala, the legend that he was. Lots of high-profile matches Mm -hmm. for someone that never really held a title um, in his WWF run but was a well-respected and um, well-liked member of the, the locker room. And see, like, a single bad thing said about Kamala when he passed away. Or in general, just over the years, I've never seen anything bad said about Kamala. So. Oh, all right. So, uh, social media, go ahead and follow us on that. Twitter, at Russell Gadden Pod with one D. Be sure to check that out. We've been doing for the month of August, 31 days of finishers. Uh, today's was actually the sharpshooter, Bret Hart sharpshooter. So you can go ahead and check that out and give us a follow. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well at Pod with two Ds, facebook.com slash Pod with one D. Um, lots of great stuff going on over there. Some cool memes and um, other general like uh, discussion topics. A whole bunch of fun stuff there as well. Uh, you can email us if you've got any questions, comments, and current concerns at askrustlegeddon at gmail.com. And be sure to check out the merch store at redbubble.com slash people slash podcast to buy some pretty cool merch. And then you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. 
Uh, join the Patreon. And at the end of the month of August, if you are a member of the Patreon group, we will give away to one lucky member, the Elite 77 SummerSlam Series Bray Wyatt themed figure. So definitely want to get in on that ASAP because they're almost through the end of August. Oh. All right. So you guys got anything housekeeping wise? Double back on. No. Nope. No. Just me and Gert got the tank tops in. Uh, my oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Saw the picture. Look, look pretty sweet. I gotta still order me a shirt. So I've done that yet. I do have my mask, which I enjoy that. So that's pretty sweet. But you guys got masks too, right? Yeah, uh, I, I do. Garrett got one. Oh, I got one. I have fun with the uh, TWP logo on it. The like, the podcast yeah. world order. The podcast world order. I like that logo. I like the Macho Man logo one better. I'm currently working. I think on... the only reason I liked it so much was because it was black instead of it being like the red or like a white. Yeah, I figured it's being at work, it would last longer. That is true. Uh, I posted like a little preview of the logo I'm working on, which is the uh, the one with the tacos. Nice. I posted that today on um, Twitter to promote, um, start promoting tomorrow's episode. And I posted in the Facebook group as well with the uh, promotion for, well, this episode. So, um, so it's kind of remnant. It's supposed to be modeled after uh, Razor Ramon's logos. It's like the two razors, the two razor blades. So I just said tacos instead of razor blades. But I couldn't find the font, like the exact font that was used for the Razor Ramon um, logo and stuff. So it was kind of irritating, but it still turned out pretty cool. Nice. So definitely check that out on the uh, Facebook page and also working on a couple other uh, logo designs as well, uh, which will be coming in the near future. Brought a little uh, a drawing tablet so I could work on these things myself instead of outsourcing to someone else. All right, so let's jump into the news. And a couple things, uh, nothing. Um, we did mention Kamala passing away. Um, you guys got any memories, like early memories of Kamala? Any favorite matches? Um. Like none of the, I've seen like a few matches, seen them live a few times. I was always like, when I was little, little, I was scared of them. I think we all were scared of Kamala when we were little. I think Kamala scared me more than the Undertaker did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw just, it out there that I've never watched a Kamala match. I'm too damn young, so don't judge me. Actually. <laughs> You can judge me. It's fine. You never Sorry. Come on. Should go to um. Was it no, Undertaker? But I'm watching. I'm watching this 1998 Heat Wave that you asked me to watch. Oh yeah. One probably one of the best matches to check out is um Kamala and Undertaker. I think it was a casket match. Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. That was a, that was a pretty solid match. Like Kamala, like the the character, like his fear of the Undertaker and the casket was so like very well portrayed and it was just amazing to watch it was just the way that like anytime he got near the casket like when he was coming out to the ring or anytime he was on the outside of the ring you just see him like freak out and just like the general fear that that he had and when he like being like the monster type character that he was 
and just vicious and ruthless in the ring to see him like freak out over the sight of a casket was just amazing. But uh, Kamala, Kamala worked with a lot of the bigger names. So he, they had some uh, programs with Hogan and, of course, Undertaker, uh, a few other guys. So he's definitely like one of the go-to heels back in the day. <sighs> yeah, so let's go on to a mention in the uh, intro that uh, Jim Cornette was banned. Uh, Jericho had banned, has banned Jim Cornette from watching AEW. Because <laughs> apparently he can do that. Yeah, and, uh, he's the demo god. He can do whatever he wants, apparently. I right. just thought it was hilarious to put in our news this week. So. Yeah, Cornette, Cor- like, pretty much shit from AEW. Uh, like, 90% of his podcast is him shit on AEW. So. Uh, I mean, when you take someone like Phoenix, who Fs up a spot on AEW Dark, where he's, like, supposed to be pounding on a guy's head, and he ends up like pounding on his own forearm and completely missing the guy's head. Yeah, I can I can see why Cornette rags on him quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I ain't saying yeah. like you know his griping ain't legit. Like a lot of the gripes he has are some of the same ones I have. But yeah, he, he especially especially at Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He takes on Orange Cassidy, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't like him. Like yeah, Cornette is like, Cornette is not a fan of Orange Cassidy, if I remember correctly. I know he's not a, a fan of the Young Bucks because he calls them like Bottom Buck and something else. Yeah, dude, Cornette's not a fan of like the spot wrestlers, like because Young Bucks are spot wrestlers. So Cornette's more of a fan of like your old school, old school form of wrestling, like Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, like that that type, like what he was doing in like um smoky mountain and all that other stuff so yeah we'll see cornet later on in the night in my uh pay-per-view so <laughs> oh, oh let's see what else we got um ring of honor we'll be back to filming in maryland for new tv episodes um they're going to pick up where they left off with the focus on the pure title tournament so i'm excited to get some new ring of honor content hopefully they go back to actually showing episodes and not cutting and slicing shit together and giving us shitty TV every week. So, yeah. Well, I never liked that crap. It was always like, no, I it's just, just terrible. It don't is, give me, it is presented really bad, too. Don't give me a clip show. Give me an actual wrestling show. Show me the match. Don't show me, like, five minutes of the opening of the match, then cut to the last 20 minutes. Like, I want to see the match. Right. So, try to work out a longer TV deal if you need to, or do something. So. I'm not subscribing to your honor club just to watch Ring of Honor TV. Not happening. Especially when I can watch every other wrestling promotion without doing it. Exactly. And that brings us, I'm going to jump over to this next one because that was a good segue. Um, WWE Network is adding Evolve, Progress Pro, WXW, and ICW content this weekend. Yeah. So we get some more uh, indie indie promotions. Um, I don't know if you guys I've definitely wanted to watch some of the like older evolved stuff because oh, definitely. I know like a lot of those guys are that are especially in the roster now are in there. Drew Gulak, so. Johnny Gargano, Champa. You know. I think Riddle is on there. Riddle, Velveteen Dream came through there too. Um, yep. Austin Theory, who um Cornette's yep. not a big fan of either. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> yeah, so a lot of a lot of cool stuff on the network coming to the network this weekend. I'm I'm excited for that. So um definitely if you've got nothing else to do and you want to kill some time, definitely check out some of these older events that are coming up on there. So um I believe ICW was a um British wrestling promotion. If I remember I think, correctly. Uh, is it I thought it was like Intercontinental Wrestling or something like that? Uh because I think this is where um Yeah, Insane Championship Wrestling. This uh Finn Balor came Insane Championship Wrestling. Oh insane. Okay, never mind. I thought yep. it was the like older uh Maybe I just made that up. I thought that there was like a wrestling organization called Intercontinental Wrestling. That's what I thought when I saw ICW. Yeah, this one has um this is uh Finn Balor did a lot of appearances through here. Um Noam Dar is actually the ICW World Heavyweight Championship right now. Nice. So, uh lots of uh like a lot of the uh the uh Joe Coffee, Wolfgang. A lot of guys that came through here. Yeah, I mean that makes that makes sense. A lot of the uh, like NXT UK guys. Drew McIntyre was the inaugural ICW heavyweight champion. Nice. I think uh, Finn Balor had made some appearances through there as well as Prince DeVitt. Um, this uh, I actually this says um hopefully it has some of their older matches on there too because the uh, Joe Hendry versus uh, Grotto I think was one of the matches on here. Nice. And it's got a lot of uh, like Joe Hendry did a lot of um songs for his uh, opening, like he did a Pokemon theme one. Oh, oh yeah, so I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully they don't cut that. So that'd be pretty cool. And then um, like I said, Grotto, like we were talking earlier about music, Grotto actually uses um, Madonna's like a prayer. <laughs> this yeah, is probably theme. any so, anything that's like uh, copyright. They probably oh, they'll probably. Cool dub over or something or just cut out which kind of sucks because Grotto's entrance is amazing with that song because it's you don't expect like we're talking like the best entrance music is ones that you don't expect to be used as entrance music like as far as like actual music goes but pretty cool pretty excited about that especially the ICW stuff I've heard a lot of um, promotion just really haven't got to watch got a chance to see a lot of it uh let's see so let's jump back up to uh david arquette has a documentary coming out um trailer dropped for it this week it's called you cannot kill david arquette i'm actually pretty excited for this yeah the the trailer was pretty pretty cool the trailer was really well done i'm sure this documentary is gonna be pretty good too like arquette's been busting his ass the last couple years just to um kind of bring some respect back to himself for being a professional wrestler and, you know, trying to get away from that stigma of being like the worst WCW world heavyweight champion of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but at the time, you know, he was untrained. He's just, just an actor. They did it to promote ready to rumble, which I love that movie. And we need a Jimmy King comic con exclusive elite. Yeah. Uh, get on it. Yeah. Get on it, Mattel. Yeah, it looks like he they're like it's kind of shedding uh, light on like the indie circuit a little bit, kind of like that, um, like beyond the mat type s like behind the scenes of 
uh, like training and going through the indie circuit. So yeah. it looks like it'd be pretty cool. I'm cool for that. I'm there for it. I've been um kind of keeping up a little bit with our cat's um, indie career because it's kind of picked piqued my interest being you know the the WCW mark that I am, especially like '90s WCW, like NWO yeah, era and all that. So I was always a fan of uh, Deputy Dewey. Uh, so. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh, what are your thoughts, Garrett? Did you see that trailer? Uh, I didn't watch it, um, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing just like everything else is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So that's pretty much all I've got for news. You guys got anything else? Or... Nope. Um, not that I can think of. All right. Okay. So, um, and I'll be back with our getting a ring segment. I'll talk a little uh, SmackDown, some. Uh, pretty much all the updates from uh, the going on to the wrestling world this week as far as in-ring competition. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box. Watching the first match, the Jeremy Lynn, uh, just incredible with with like thirty people at ringside. Yeah, you like Jeremy Lynn? I mean, like Jeremy Lynn though, he's pretty good, right? Yeah, I like Jeremy Lynn. I I saw him in that other match he was wrestling. Um, when he wrestled like in like a three way or four four, fatal four way or something. Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, some of the best matches Jerry Lynn had in ECW were with Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, he's good. I like him a lot. I just don't yeah. like looking at a man dressed as a woman, but I mean that's about it. That's the that's a what woman. are you talking about? Nicole Bass. That's oh, a woman. I, yeah, I, Nicole I Bass. know it's a oh I know it's a woman. I figured that out a while ago. Just, just a man just look like a man. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> She's a man. She's a man. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, every this match is pretty good, but like every other match on this card is like awful. It's awful. Awesome. Oh, awesome! I thought you said awful. I was like, "Damn!" You said this is like the best, I, the best no, pay per view on the on the network. 
I thought he said awful too. All right. All right, guys. So let's so, uh, let's get in the ring. All right. So SmackDown this week. I'm gonna touch a little bit on here. Uh, I'm not gonna go in, not gonna go into much detail with like the shows and stuff because we got a lot to get to. Um, especially with our uh, debut of the Wrestle Get in Wrestling Federation with our three uh, pay per view events this week. So, um, just kind of pull out some major stuff here. Uh, we had uh, Stephanie announced a three brand battle royal to determine the number one contender for Bailey um, at SummerSlam. So, that will take place uh, this Friday night on SmackDown. And then we saw Asuka versus Bailey on Raw this week, which was announced on SmackDown. Uh, so Asuka will be challenging Sasha at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's Championship. Kind of excited about that. Those two always put on a solid match. Um, we had more with The Fiend, Braun Strowman, and Alexa Bliss. Um, the Fiend pretty much attempted to do the same thing he did last week. Uh, but Braun interrupted on the screen and you know said he doesn't care about Alexa. The only thing he cares about is destroying The Fiend. And all that fun stuff. So, and then we uh, ended the show with Retribution, destroying everything, or as we're going to call them, Antifa. <laughs> Antifa. <laughs> oh, which is essentially what they pulled this this whole thing off of. Is, you know, the, the political aspect of everything that's going on right now, because that's what WWE does. The best storylines actually come from the world around you, but this unfortunately is not one of the better things they've done because it kind of sucks. What I don't so get far. it. What I don't get is why they all had like baseball bats and like lead pipes and crowbars, but they never really use them on anybody. They just like beat the ring, and then like then when they start like messing up the like audience members or whatever, they just like regularly like beat them up. They didn't use their like lead pipes or baseball bats or anything on them. Yeah, and then what that one dude had a chainsaw, which you know ended up cutting through the ropes with the chainsaw. But then, like, afterwards, like the gift that they showed with the chainsaw on a WWE's Twitter made it look like a fake ass chainsaw because it shit was just wobbling like there's no tomorrow. So, so, so do you think this is a Terry Funk return? You think a oh, Terry God. Funk return? Uh-huh. Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't so think you, Terry Funk's gonna be able to do much. <laughs> so who you think it is? Who you think it is, Garrett? Under the mask, you think one of them's Kenny Omega? No. <laughs> no? Do I think one of them's Kenny Omega? No. <laughs> It'll probably be like three guys that make no sense. Absolutely. And as long like as it's a not girls. As long as it doesn't end up being Dijakovic, um, Tommaso Ciampa. Miz and Morrison, <laughs> Chelsea Green, and whoever else they're talking about, because none of those people make any sense being part of this group at all. They need to just take mm. some randos from the performance center. It'll, and it'll just call definitely it a day. be. It'll probably be Champa. I hope not. Yeah, maybe it's Triple H. Triple maybe H. It's Triple H. Yeah, none of those guys <laughs> are that big. <laughs> right. Of, none of these guys were <laughs> right. like. All the guys that showed on SmackDown this week were not over six feet tall. <laughs> like well, a couple of the women, the, the the two women were taller than the dudes. 
<laughs> Wait, if it's Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy, they made their switch from AW. Marcos, <laughs> it's Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Hornswoggle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, so that was pretty much the big points for SmackDown. Uh, Monday Night Raw, we opened the show uh, with Rollins and Murphy. Um, Rollins had a match with Humberto Carrillo, uh, which ended up winning. And then after the match, him and Murphy just completely destroyed Dominic. Yeah, those welts that those welts on his back oh, and yeah. stomach were terrible. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so, Yeah, they went to town on him and talk about, you know, welcome to being uh welcome to the WWE, welcome to wrestling. Here's here's some kendo stick shots for that ass. Right. Yeah. Man, it was insane. Oh man, we had the return of Mickey James, which I was excited Thank about, God. even though if it was just briefly like 30 second thing. Um, who cares? It's Mickey James. I know. I'm I'm so happy. No. Uh, she's gonna be taking on Natty. <laughs> uh, she'll be taking on Natty next week. Apparently, um, she was interrupted by Lana and Natty. Um, looking like creepy ass wannabe twins. It's just yeah, that that whole segment, like as soon as Natty and Lana interrupted, was just uh. It's kind of cringy. And I love Natty. I just don't like her with Lana. Just it makes no sense to me. But uh should be a good match next week. Natty versus Mickey. As long as Lana doesn't get involved. Um Angela Dawkins beat Andrade. Uh then Bianca Belair defeated Zelina Vega. Uh Street Profit Street Profits versus Andrade and Garza are set for SummerSlam. Um hopefully uh, we'll get to the bottom of who poisoned Montez Ford. But he should be, according to Dawkins, he should be good to go for SummerSlam. Uh, we touched on this a little earlier. Asuka defeated Bailey, so she'll be facing Sasha at SummerSlam. And then we had some more for Raw Underground, uh, which actually was a little more structured this week. So I like this. This week was much better than the, the previous week. So there's actually like bell to bell matches. Were the, like, were the strippers ugly? There were no strippers this week. Oh, what? Yeah, they got rid of the dancers. Oh man, that was the best part. Yeah. Except they needed yep. to be a little uglier. <laughs> so yeah, so it was actually we had actual matches, so there are clear cut winners. Um the surprising thing, Riddick Moss like took out Dolph Ziggler. Oh, okay. Yeah, Riddick Moss. Nice. Former twenty four seven champion. <laughs> Right. Brought in by Mojo Raleigh. Took out Dolph Ziggler. Um, The other notable thing, Shayna Baszler uh, came in and took out three NXT jobbers, which one of them was dressed like she was going to pick up her kids from a freaking soccer game. Like, she was straight up wearing, like, full, like, soccer mom gear, like the the colorful printed shirt, you know, jeans. Like, she even had, like, a soccer mom... Maybe that's her uh, her gimmick, She's like soccer I, mom Susie or something. I don't know, but if you're going to a, <laughs> if if you're going to an underground fight club, why are you dressing like a soccer mom? Maybe her furniture is like the minivan or something. The minivan. 
the sliding door. <laughs> the sliding door finger crunch. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but box. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, but Basler, Basler dispatched three of them like with no problem. So, so really finding ways to make her still look like a badass. But uh, then we ended the show with Orton versus Owens. Orton picked up the win and then turned on Flair. Oh my gosh, Randy, why did you turn on Flair? You knew it you was mean, coming. You knew. You mean fake punted him in the head? In that fake <laughs> pun, him Garrett, he fucking really kicked his head. You can hear it. <laughs> That, that you're was talking the about knee that. slap. You talking about the knee slap that you heard? You could hear it. Like you talking? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Are you ready? Ready? Is that what it sounded like? Oh, are you? Are you you're right. Are you? Are you accusing Ric Flair of fucking <laughs> of not taking the bump, man? <laughs> I'm saying Ric Flair has almost died three times in like the past year and a half. So no, he did not take that bump. <laughs> If Rick I'm Flair, you, Rick Flair's been stored <laughs> enough cocaine that his face is still numb. He can take anything <laughs> you want to fucking give to. Regardless of how how numb Rick Flair's face is, if he would have taken that punt, he probably would have died. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying he took the punt. Okay. Comment, comment on the uh, oh our social God. media post if you think he really took the pump. It's still real to Carl. Have... Damn it! It's still real to Carl. Damn it! Everyone's gonna be like Carl. Come on. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> okay, so that, that was raw. The just the, the promo at the end between Flair and Orton was pretty good. Prior to the. Uh, the punt kick, though, but it really solidified Orton as like that super, like fucked up heel that he's good at playing, and it just furthered the uh, the storyline between him and McIntyre. And hopefully, this will play into um when Edge eventually returns to finish off. Yeah, with, I'm uh, hoping. Orton, I'm so. hoping. I'm hoping McIntyre drops the belt to Randy Orton, so when Edge returns, you get the. Uh, Randy Orton uh, edge for the belt for the title. I yeah. actually I'm not opposed to that. Um, I think that's what they're going to do. I think Orton Orton is best as a heel, and I'm not the biggest Orton fan. But anytime that Orton is playing a straight heel is some of his best work. And right now he's doing. I, think I said this last week. Like he is doing the best work that he has done in years. Um, yeah, currently agreed. so. Probably since, like, honestly, like, I think probably one of his best stuff was, like, his stuff with Cena, even though, like, I don't like Cena, but, like, the overall, like, heel he played against Cena yeah. was just great. And, like, their matches his, together were phenomenal. But, I mean, even, like, earlier stuff. Yep. His, yeah, yeah. His, his feud with Foley is amazing, too. His feud with Foley is Foley, yeah. Yep. Dude, he took that bump on that thumbtacks like a champ, though. When he hit that RKO oh, on Foley, and then yeah. he and then he's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking screaming. All right, so that was Raw uh, NXT. We had um, 
don't know how what order these things were in, but uh, we'll go with uh, suffer the big one. Cameron Grimes uh, advances over Velveteen Dream and Kushida. Uh, so uh, after that, um, we saw a showdown between a uh, Dream and Finn. So that's going to be set for a uh, takeover next weekend. So pretty excited for that one. So glad they're continuing that story arc and not just dropping it. Which, which I love that Finn wears a shirt that just says F, and then it's got like four, three crosses on it. Like, is it supposed to say Finn or is it supposed to say fuck? The world will never know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, what the else we got Keith there? Lee thing is what opened this show. Uh, so Keith Lee, fireball. okay. Yeah, I did not. Full disclosure, I did not watch NXT this week. Um, I just right. yeah. a little tired, so I didn't get to watch it. Um, yeah, the Keith Lee thing happened first. So Karen Cross went against uh, uh, Danny Birch, which was actually really good. Uh, Karen poor... Cross and Danny Birch. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that was good. It actually was like a decent match. It wasn't like carrying cross destroying Danny Birch. Well, well that's the thing. Like, like any Danny Birch actually got some offense in. Anytime that you put Oni Lorkin or Danny Birch in a match, whether it be a singles match or them as a tag team, you're gonna get a solid match between the two of them. And they definitely deserve right. more than what they're getting. Like th- those two should have a solid run as as NXT tag team champions. Right. Like I, I just don't understand I why they why they haven't pulled the trigger on them yet. Or even, or shit, give Oni Lorcan a run with the cruiserweight title. Right. So, went on with uh, Santos holding the uh, cruiserweight title, though, which we actually saw him this week as well. Um, he defeated Tyler Breeze. Um, it was yep. cool to see him back. So, Escobar, I love Escobar. Dude's amazing. So, um, of course. So, so, Darren, so I'll talk about a little bit about that, too. So, uh, I guess they're having like a feud with like, uh, Brizanko, because like Fandango, they entered Fandango last week. Yeah, and like hurt his arm, and like Fandango came out there to de- like and tried to like help Breeze after the match, and then um, Isaiah Swerve Scott came out there to uh, I guess because he's gonna end up fighting him for the title eventually. So they set up yeah. like a six man next week. Dude, honestly, you... like, hmm? the Swerve and Escobar. Like they wrestled yeah, know, a couple right? times in Lucha Underground, as um their right. you know previous counterparts you know um King Cuerno and Killshot. Killshot, right? The couple matches they had were freaking amazing. So I can I imagine. Know. I remember that. Um, in a WWE yeah. setting, because I know they're going to be. They've wrestled before already. I think they said that Swerve had already beaten them once, so it must have been on like um uh, the uh the uh cruiserweight. Thing that we don't, none of us watch because it's just on oh, 205. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. It's hard to watch all this wrestling every week. So, <laughs> right. It's finding the time to um, do it. <laughs> well, so my one thing I was going to say with that is I feel like with the story arc they're doing with like having like them beat up Brizongo, it would have been really beneficial if they could have brought back our actual cruiserweight champion. <laughs> oh, um, Jordan Devlin. I think his name now. Well, I think there's still yeah. there's still travel issues with that though too, because like, I guess I mean I just was saying like the way they've done the story arc, it would have made more sense for him to come back. Yeah, I mean, granted, like I still think they need to build Escobar up a little bit for it and be like him being like beating everybody. I think would like really make that match mean more eventually. 
when it happens because it's going to happen. And I think with the well, on that same aspect too with the travel stuff, like eventually we're building to Imperium versus Undisputed Era, but you know as of right now we're not getting um, Alexander Wolf and Walter because of the travel issues. I don't know how um, the other two are there unless they they currently reside or were in Florida before all this stuff happened. But um, I mean that that they probably live in Florida, I would guess. Yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing. So I think that's going to happen more so after um, Adam Cole and this Pat McAfee bullshit goes over at TakeOver. Oh, so talking about that since you didn't watch NXT. So explain to me this this match. This is the match they had before UE came out there. Even though it didn't finish because UE destroyed both of them. It was Killian Dane versus, wait for it, Drake Maverick. What? What kind of fucking match is that? Does Drake Maverick getting slaughtered? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we're going to do the proverbial feed the meat to the wolves. Pretty much. <laughs> it ended Man. up being like a no contest because UE came out there and destroyed both of them. <laughs> oh, but I was Jesus. like, man, who even sets this match up? Triple H. That guy needs to be fired. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. So the uh, the last big thing on here was uh, Bronson Reed taking on Damian Priest. Was this for a spot in the triple threat match, or were they already? No, that okay. was just like a regular match. Okay. Because they've been Bronson Reed's wrestled like every week. Okay. Yeah, they're really. I remember they're even really, after that, they're pushing Reed. Yeah, I think so he's going to win that title. I think so too. Yeah. Which I'm not mad about. He's a great talent. Very, very good talent. It seems like they want to push all the big guys, though, to that North American championship now. (coughs) Vince. uh. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, awesome. So we're pretty much set for takeover. We'll talk about that next week. Um, We'll do the preview for that since that is next Saturday. And that will also be the preview for SummerSlam. So we'll have those shows as well. Um, and then and the preview, and then we'll talk about that Saturday AEW. We got so much to talk about. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be a regular dynamite. I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I think it is, but it's on a Saturday, and I think it's like it starts at six instead of like at, what the regular time. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be longer. Well, they should have made it six oh five, like the old like Saturday night uh um right WCW used to be. WCW, yeah. All right, so AEW, let's jump into that. Um, did you guys watch the the Deadly Draw? No, did not. I should no. have. Okay. Um, so I watched it. I figured I'd give it another go this week. Um, this week was better than the last week, um, I have to say. We had uh, Leva Bates, uh, of course, formerly known as Blue Pants, and teaming up with some chick named Rosh Chanel, but they end up losing to uh, Big and Little Swall. Um, I guess Little Swall is someone that uh, Big Swall has teamed with on the independent scene quite a bit. Talk about random draws. So. <laughs> Nothing random about little that. Swole, is that like a, like a, like a cool, is she like a... No, she, she's actually taller than Big Swall, but she's younger, so she's little, oh. so she's little Swall. So she's Little Swall. Yeah. Okay. Um, and probably the best match so far that has produced that's been produced from this tournament 
Ivelisse and Diamante uh, taking on the team of Rachel Ellering and Dasha. Or Dasha. Yes. AEW's backstage announcer, Dasha, uh, wrestled in this tag team match. So, but uh, How was she? actually pretty good. This, this was her first match. She's actually been training for a while. Um, even when she was working uh-huh. with WWE, she was still training for an in-ring career. Um, she was actually, she was pretty solid. A lot better than some of the, uh, the main talent that they have signed to AEW. Um, Rachel Ellering, of course, is a phenomenal talent. And then Ivelisse and Diamante, like, like Ivelisse, Diamante, and Ellering are really what AEW's women's division needs, like, yesterday. So, like these guys, three phenomenal talents. I think are going that would push their roster up to like the next level, and just seem like we already saw Diamante take on um, Sheeta a couple weeks ago. Like just like Sheeta versus Eva Lee's, even Sheeta versus Ellering would be a would be great matchups as well. Um, so those two those two matches we're going to next week. Um, we got the Nightmare Sisters taking on Big and Little Swall. I wonder who's winning that one. Nightmare Sisters. Big oh, and okay. Little Swall. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Ivelisse taking on Tanera Conte and Ana J. Uh, I'm pretty sure this tournament's going to come down to the Nightmare Sisters um, taking on Ivelisse and Diamante. Seems to be. I think he'd be correct. Yeah. It seems to be what would make sense, but who knows what they do? Because some of the some of the time they don't make sense what they do. Uh, let's see, Dynamite. We had a great opening tag team match between the Young Bucks and the Dark Order. Uh, Dark Order pretty much jumped the Bucks before the match, um, but somehow uh, Nick Jackson was able to pick up the win with a roll up after they pretty much threw Matt through the entrance tunnel and then blocked his entrance back to the ring, which is uh, still a pretty solid matchup. Um, MJF press conference again. Uh, Moxley actually showed up and destroyed MJF. MJF's promos, MJF's promos are amazing. But now he's got a, a thing on Twitter, a, a petition to have the uh, the Paradigm Shift uh, banned. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Cody take on Scorpio Sky, which was a really good matchup as well. Um, the TNT title belt is finally finished, which blows my mind because now there's two TNT title belts. So, so just just so I get this right, during a pandemic, we couldn't get one belt finished, but we made two. Great. Yeah. So yeah, it's still it's the same exact design, like it's just gold. Yep, it just got gold in it. Yep, it still looks stupid. (laughs) Yep, it look it looks a little better with the gold, but it still looks stupid. (laughs) It's it's terrible. Look, seven title, but I mean it's still it's still meh. Oh, um, but uh, Cody Cody of course picked up the win over Scorpio Sky, um. Let's skip over Omega and Page defeated Jurassic Express, retained tag titles. I don't know how Jurassic Express got a uh, tag title shot, apparently. Uh, number five on the ranking. Yeah, they weren't last week. 
They're not even anywhere near like the top five. Uh, we had a tag team appreciation uh, hosted by FTR, uh, which included the Young Bucks, the Brain Busters, and the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, FTR killed Ricky Morton. That they did. They printed. They blasted him from behind with uh with the the knee brace. That um was it Dash Dash Dax? Who was it? <laughs> Dash and uh. Ah, fuck, I don't remember their name. Whatever. Dash Hardwood and whatever the other one's name is. Cash Wheeler. Dax Hardwood. Cash Wheeler, that's it. Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. That's it. I don't know which one is which, but it's formerly Scott Dawson. So, right. So Dawson, we'll they, out they nailed Ricky Morton with Dawson's knee brace and just, like, took him out. Which I prompted. Yeah, the, they hit their finisher on him, too. Oh, yeah. yeah the, no. Whatever it's called. Uh, what they do? The spike pile driver. They hit him with the spike pile driver. Yep. Yep. And so I think um, I think we're definitely getting something with that because Tully Blanchard was like going in on everyone in that ring. Um, after Arn and like started going in on Arn and Arn left and Tully just started going in on the Rockers and uh, the Rock and Roll Express, not the Rockers. Sorry. I uh, went in on the young <laughs> If he was, I'm sure he would have been arrested. <laughs> right. No. Oh, man. Yeah, but it was a pretty good segment. It was probably better than I was anticipating. Uh, Sheeta beat a local jobber. Nothing new there. She said she's still waiting for some decent competition. And then Orange Cassidy. Pins Chris Jericho. Orange. You can go ahead and start complaining, complaining Carl. No, that's your hero. You know? <laughs> it ain't my hero. <laughs> make fun of. We don't need Jeez. another. You don't believe. You don't believe, uh, believe Rick Flair could take a fucking boot to the head, <laughs> but yet you'll believe some guy can beat Chris Jericho with his hands in his pocket. <laughs> I don't think he put his hands in his pocket except for like once that entire match. I know he did it. And it was literally it was literally for like five seconds. Yeah, because he did it jumping off the top rope. Right. And that was it. He didn't do it any other time in that match. Yep. So but it was uh it was a pretty solid matchup though. It was kind of like the uh the match they had a couple weeks ago. Um but it, it just seemed it was a, it was a little better though because they improved on what they did, and that uh was that street fight that they had. Yeah, that was pretty good. What was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Whatever it was. Yeah, I kind of remember. All right. So yeah, it wasn't bad. I'll jump into Impact. There wasn't like a whole lot with Impact. We had um Eric Young take on Willie Mack. Um. Eric Young ended up defeating Willie Mack. Mack was out trying to get retribution for what Eric done. Eric did to Rich Swan the week before. Uh, some more Wrestle House garbage. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Uh, Jordan Grace took on Kimberly. Uh, of course, Jordan picked up the win. Uh, Deanna Prazo and Jordan Grace will take. Uh, what the hell? Uh, submission match uh, between Grace and Perrazzo. 
at uh, Impact's uh, two-week event, Emergence. So, she's pretty cool. Uh, we had the return of Locker Room Talk of Madison Rain, which was uh, with Rob Van Dam and uh, the Waste of Space, Katie Forbes, which got interrupted by Sammy Callahan. But uh, Van Dam pretty much got the upper hand on that. Uh, that's, that's, uh, no DQ match between Havoc and Avea taking on Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. Uh, I believe uh, Hogan and Steeles actually won that match, surprisingly. Uh, good brothers are just looking for uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. So they're going to square off at the emergence as well. And, uh, Impact World Championship match. Eddie Edwards taking on Brian Myers. This was actually a pretty good match. So, um, of course, Edwards came up with the win. Wasn't too bad. So, real quick with impact there. So, to round out our get in the ring segments. Um, yeah, I didn't get anything else for that. So, anything I missed you guys want to touch on or? I'm good. All right, so we will uh, we'll take a quick break then, and then we'll be back with our uh, weekly trivia, and we will get into our pay per view events with the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. Um, and then before that, we got some uh, points of articulation news. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Captain Lou Albano talking to you about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. We're back. Let's get into weekly trivia. We'll jump into the points of articulation, and then we will debut the WrestleGaddon Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Yeah, I've got chance. (laughs) All right. So last week's trivia question was, what was the first match in Starcade history? The answer was the Assassins, number one and number two, Versus Bugsy McGraw and Rufus R. Jones, which the Assassins number one and number two came up with the win on that one. So if you knew that, go ahead and give yourself that good old-fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Uh, this week's question, you guys, when do you guys want to take over this week's question? Go ahead, Carl. Uh, I don't see it on here. I just updated it. Uh, I have to refresh my thing. Huh? <laughs> All right, I'll read it then. It says, which of the following people were not, wait, what, wait, we're, 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 we're not a ring announcer or commentator during ECW One Night Stand 2006. If you got that, ooh, okay, I can read that again in a minute, but the answers, (laughs) your answers are, or choices, are Joey Styles, Taz, Steven, D- Dangles? That's what I'm saying. I like it. Dangles. De- De- <laughs> How do you get Dangles out of that? 
<laughs> I like Bengals better. DeAngelis Bengals is better. Or John Finnegan. So the question was, which of the following people were not a ring announcer or commentator during ECW One Night Stand 2006? Joey Styles, Taz, Steven DeAngelis, or John Finnegan? <laughs> I just like Dangles, man. It just sounds better. <laughs> Right. Mine still hasn't updated on mine. So okay. Me. All right. So if you, think, if you think you know the answer, uh, go ahead and email us at askwrestlegun at gmail.com, which no one has ever emailed a trivia question answer to us. So you it's like they, it's like they just don't give a shit. So we're trying to help you, you with your sure. with your wrestling knowledge, and you guys aren't participating. So send you us an email. Askwrestlegun at gmail.com if you think you know the answer. You can Google the damn answer and send it to us. I don't care. So, or you can post on any of the, the social media posts promoting this week's episode. All right. So, tribute, and let's get into the points of articulation. These aren't dogs, and they're certainly not teddy bears. WCW Power Slam Wrestlers. Figures and rings sold separately. All right. Um, AEW figures are actually showing up now. There is a standalone display for them, which has some of the UFC figures on there from Jazzwares, Wicked Cool Toys. Um, there's no Brandy Rhodes figure on that display at all. Um, she'll be showing up in restock cases, but will be very limited. So I suggest if you want a Brandy Rhodes figure, go ahead and pre order her because she is back ordered on Ringside Collectibles. Uh, to like, I think early um, November. Or end September or somewhere little, around there. My little note to that is if you want a Brandy Rhodes figure, um, try and get to an AEW show and tackle her when she comes out because she carries one with her to the ring. She got like two of them. Like that's why we don't got I no know. damn that's right. why Brandy's figures aren't shipping to the store because she bought them all. Right. <laughs> damn, Brandy. So <laughs> uh let's see. Sticking with AEW, something that I just saw before we started recording tonight. Um, AEW will be at Target stores starting spring of 2021, as long as all goes smoothly with sales. Um, and that came from uh, Jeremy Padauer himself um, from AEW's uh, podcast, um, unfiltered or un whatever podcast thing they do. Um, and finally, the last bit of figure news: we've got Chella Toys. Yes, Chella Toys, who is producing the Nick Aldis retro figure, is teaming up with. BodySlamClothingClub.com for U.S. and can and Canada customers who are looking to get the Nick Aldis Retro. So it would be lower shipping cost. Um, I actually plugged all the information in just to see what the shipping would be to uh, here in North Carolina, and it's like less than $5. Um, Cello will also be refunding the difference in shipping costs to customers who have already pre-ordered customers in the U.S. and Canada. And just announced today, too, regarding that. I know I sent Garrett the uh, screenshot of that. Um, if you screenshot your order, um, of course, blocking out your personal information, to uh, Nick Aldis, he's going to pick five random people and send them a, uh autographed merch bundle. Wow. So, right. So Garrett has, awesome. Garrett has now pre-ordered his Aldis Cello Toys figure and... <laughs> And is tweeting his information to Nick Aldis. <laughs> I gotta get my Nick Aldis merch, dude. Oh my gosh. 
gives me a boner thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's oh, yeah. the points of articulation. So you guys ready? I know Carl's ready. I think Carl should go first. Carl will go first. Uh, I got to find my Carl's going to find his notebook. <laughs> oh, my God. I have mine. Come on, Carl. You gotta be you gotta be prepared. You got a podcast, man. You gotta be prepared for the podcast. I mean, <laughs> am I going first? Or? Mine's gonna be the worst anyway. Remember, Carl? So just, just go ahead. <laughs> so, so am I? So am I going? Am I going first? Yeah, you can go first if you want to. Uh, gotta save the best first. So the name. <laughs> The best folks. <laughs> um, so the name of my first view is Street Survivors. Uh, it's coming at you live from Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> the The show opens um, with a band in the ring. Uh, it's The Clash, and they play Train in Vain. Um, after the song, it cuts to uh, Lance Russell and Jim Ross, who's going to be on commentary. Uh, and it's the old Jim Ross, not the AEW Jim Ross, but uh, like the NWA, uh, NWA uh, WCW Jim Ross. Wait, hold on. The six, the six, the six million, the six million year old Jim Ross. No, it's Jim Ross from like uh, you know WCW. NWA. Yeah, I'm just talking about free yeah, that Jim Ross. free bells, Lance, bells, balls, and Jim Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they talk about their excitement of being involved uh, with this new brand. Uh, and they talk about the star-studded uh, roster they have and how most companies wouldn't start their first night on a review. But damn it, uh, Saturday Night Special is. <laughs> uh, so the show opens uh, with the first match. Uh, it's Jay Lethal versus Rob Van Dam uh, with uh, Bill Alfonso accompanying Rob Van Dam. Uh, you know, they both kind of get the best each, each other. Um, and then, uh, De Lethal hits this sweet ass, um, uh, uh, Tornado DDT on Rob Van Dam. And you think he's going to get the three count. Bill Alfonso distracts the referee to let, uh, Rob Van Dam get up. Uh, the ref takes a bump and then, uh, Alfonso, uh, throws Rob Van Dam in the chair for the Van Daminator with a chair. Uh, uh, Robin Dam revives the referee and he gets the the pin one two three. Um, Robin Dam wins that match. Uh, my second match is a tag team match, and the winner of this match will verse the winner of the next tag team match uh, this Saturday at Saturday Night Special. And you have the team of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard uh, versus. Uh, Rick and Scott Steiner. Um, uh, Rick and Scott Steiner get the uh, the finish uh, because Tully Blanchard and uh, Rick Steiner start brawling outside of the ring, and Scott Steiner hits Arn Anderson with the Frankensteiner. I think that's the win. Ooh, a Frankensteiner. Yeah, Frankensteiner. You ain't seen that in a while, have you? Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh. So then uh, my match three is a women's match. You see Charlotte Flair versus the ninth wonder of the world, China. Uh, Flair picks up the victory with the figure eight. 
Uh, my fourth match is Jeff Jarrett versus Kurt Angle. Uh, and you have Kurt Angle picking up the victory on Jeff Jarrett with the ankle lock. Uh, my fifth match is the tag team match, and the winner of this match will verse uh, the Steiner Brothers uh, this Saturday um, at Saturday Night Special. And it's Eddie Gilbert versus, I mean, Eddie Gilbert versus <laughs> Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Rich versus <laughs> the Midnight Express uh, with Jim Cornette. Uh, Jim Cornette and Jim Cornette fashion hits Eddie Gilbert uh, with his tennis racket. Uh, and then um, <laughs> uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton uh, hits him with a uh, Alabama jam and uh, picks up the win. Uh, Midnight Express presents on the take um, on uh, the Steiner Brothers and next Saturday. And then for the main event, uh, the uh, the name of the pay per view is Street Survivor. Uh, so uh, the title, the world title, is gonna be on the line, and the winner of the, the it's a uh, a street fight, elimination style. So each each player has to be eliminated via you know pinfall uh, or submission, but there is no disqualifications, no countouts, uh, you know, uh, no holds barred, anything like that. Uh, and it's between CM Punk. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Rick Flair, The Rock, Gear the King Lawyer, and Terry Funk. Steam uh, Punk is the first one to get eliminated. Uh, he gets eliminated by Stone Cold via the via the stunner. Um, Rick Rick Flair and uh, uh, Stone Cold and The Rock are, are, are brawling as Gary Lawyer and Terry Funk are wrestling. Uh, Arn Anderson and uh, Toy Blanchard get involved and uh, help uh, Ric Flair get the pinfall on um, on uh, Stone Cold and The Rock because you know there's no disqualifications. Then the Steiner brothers come out and chase off Arn and Toy from the rest of the match because it leaves Jerry Lawyer, Terry Funk, and Ric Flair. Jerry Lawyer hits Terry Funk with a power driver on a steel tear, eliminates him, and you have Flair and Jerry Lawyer uh, left in the match. Uh, they fight their way back to the ring. Uh, uh, Rick Flair puts Jerry Lawler in the figure four leg lock, and just when you think Jerry Lawler is about to tap out, he reaches inside his tights, pulls out that ladder, throws a fireball at Rick Flair, uh, blinds him. <laughs> Gets up and hits him with that power driver, and uh, uh, Jerry King Lawyer is the world champion of Saturday Night Special. All right, there's a very the Memphis okay. crowd is the I, Memphis crowd is going ape shit because uh, Jerry King Lawyer won. By the way, nice in his hometown. Nice, very very I, old I, school I, feel to it. I love it. I just want to admit, I had to mute the mic a few times because I was laughing so damn hard. I love it. I love the oh, old man. school. I love the old school flow to it. It's amazing. It's awesome. Right. Oh my god. So you want to go next, Garrett? Or you want to go last? It does not matter to me. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll let you go last. Okay. <laughs> right. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. That's where I'm going to be every week anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never know. You never know. Right. Right. Welcome everyone to Uproar. This is the first Heatwave brand event brought to you by the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. Tonight's matches will decide our tag team, television, and world champions. We're kicking things off with three, count them, three fatal four-way matches where the winners of each will go on to compete in a triple threat match in the main event for the Heatwave World Championship. So we're kicking things off. The first fatal four-way match will see Trish Stratus, Taya Valkyrie, Sheeta, and Asuka. Uh, Trish Stratus picks up the win after hitting Stratus Faction on Taya as Sheeta and Asuka brawled on the outside of the ring. Uh, second fatal four-way, uh, Mickey James, Ivelisse, Victoria, and Melina. Uh, Lee hits Mickey James with a disdain and picks up the win and advances to tonight's main event. And final fatal four-way match, we have Ember Moon, Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, and Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace picks up the win after hitting the fall from Grace on Gail Kim. So we move on to our Tag Team Championship Battle Royal. Now the rules for this match, if any member of the team is eliminated, their partner is eliminated as well. The last team standing will become the Heat Wave Tag Team Champions. So your participants in this match are Punk Rock, Punk Rock Riot, which is consisted of Ruby Riot and Shotzi Blackheart, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, to make up the Divas of Doom, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, the beautiful people, taking on Demon Bunny, which is Rosemary and Allie, and Twisted Sisters, which is Holly Dead and Thunder Rosa. Um, eliminations happen in this order. Um, Holly Dead is the first one eliminated, thus eliminating the Twisted Sisters as a whole. Uh, Velvet Sky is next, eliminating the Beautiful People, and Ruby Riot is then eliminated with Punk Rock Riot being eliminated from the match. Uh, Divas of Doom and Demon, Demon Bunny remain. Allie attacks Beth and Rosemary joins for a double team as they try to get Beth over the top. Uh, Natty breaks up the pin attempt and nails Allie with a Natty by Nature. Allie turns around from the impact and walks into a glance slam from Beth Phoenix. Divas of Doom then turn their attention to Rosemary as they take turns stomping away. Natty gives a nod to Beth as they set up Rosemary for the heart attack. But somehow Allie is able to recover and stop the attempt by drop-kicking Natty over the top rope, eliminating her and Beth Phoenix. Uh, Divas, the Divas of Doom are not happy with the outcome of this match, and they cut Demon Bunny's celebration short by attacking Rosemary and Allie, leaving them laying in the ring, busted and broken. Now we move on to match number five, which is going to be for the television championship. This is a random draw. Uh, which means competitors, the 12 competitors in our television championship bracket uh, drew numbers before the show. Two numbers will be drawn at random. The holders of those two numbers will compete for the Heatwave Television Championship. So number three and 12 are drawn, which means Casey Carlisle versus Rachel Ellering will be your match for the television championship. So Casey hits the Carlisle driver for the win after Rachel's failed attempt at the Boss Woman Slam. Uh, and finally, a World Championship Triple Threat match, which will feature Trish Stratus, Ivelisse, and Jordan Grace. Um, as soon as the bell rings, these three start training blows. Grace gets the upper hand on Trish after Ivelisse is knocked down the ring. Trish and Grace go back and forth. Ivelisse is back in to break up a quick pin attempt. Uh, Evie turns her attention to Grace as Trish is getting back to her feet. 
double team attempt is blocked by Grace as she throws Trish and Evie back. Uh, eventually, they wear down. Uh, they yeah, they wear down, and Evie turns on Trish, uh, hitting her with a quick super kick. Trish goes down, but Evie turns around and gets hit with the fall from Grace, and Jordan Grace picks up the win. Uh, Jordan is in the ring celebrating, and it's cut short as Awesome Kong makes her way to the ramp, and they stare each other down as the show comes to a close. All right, Garrett, whenever you are ready. All right. So, uh, uh, you know, name of my show is called Money Shot. Makes sense because, you know, I'm G-Money. Anyway, uh, name of my pay-per-view is Three's a Crowd because everyone knows Three's a Crowd. Uh, so every match on the card is going to be a triple threat. And all of my titles are on the line. Um, a couple of them I will explain. Um, so my first match is for the tag team titles, which sees uh, the Hardy Boys versus the Outsiders versus the Gorgeous Gods, which is uh, Sammy Guevara and Tyler Breeze. If you're not tuned to listening to the podcast, my amazing tag team that everyone on the podcast loves and thinks should actually be a tag team anyway. Uh the Outsiders win when Nash hits the jackknife on Jeff. One, two, three. Awesome stuff there. Uh, my second match is a number one contender for the actual main show of Money Shot for the world title. It sees Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, Nakamura hits the Kinshasa on Rollins to become the number one contender. And then my third match is the title that I've kind of made up. I mean, it obviously is something very similar if you've watched uh, Impact Wrestling. It's called the Money Shot title. Basically, this title you can trade in to have a match against a championship of your choosing. Um... So this match sees Shelton Benjamin versus Hangman Adam Page versus the Demon Finn Balor. And Finn hits the coup de gras on Hangman for the win. Uh, my fourth match is for the women's title. It sees Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez versus Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky puts this armor on Ripley for the win. Uh, my match five is for the U.S. title. Uh, let's see, Naito versus Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole, baby. Omega hit the V trigger on Naito for the victory. And then my main event is for the world title, and it is one AJ Styles versus Nick Aldis. Versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And AJ Styles hits Shawn with the Styles Clash to become your world champion. Boom. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Awesome stuff. So, here's where the fun comes in. So, you guys listening at home, if you are following us on Twitter and the Facebook page, you get to pick which show you thought was better. 
So we're still working out a stipulation as to uh, what's going to happen to the person with the lowest amount of votes after four weeks. Um, we're going to actually start that. So you're going to get to pick the winner for this week. Um, then in two weeks, we'll actually start our full run at the beginning of the month for the first the first episode of the podcast in September. So that first week of September of the first podcast, it'll be the four-week stretch, and then we'll have the, the pay-per-view at the end of the month. Um, so the combination of those five episodes, the person with the lowest votes, uh, we're still working on a stipulation for that, but it'll be, it'll be something fun. So, but uh, you guys get to pick who, who show was better, what show you would watch more. Yeah. So let's see. That's going to be the fun part. A little participation from y'all. So, okay. Good times. So. All right. So that's going to bring us to the, the end of the show. End of the show. 55 episodes. End of the show. End of the show. End of the show. <laughs> so as always, um, go ahead and follow our friends um, at the Run-In Podcast. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at the Run-In Pod. And on Twitter at Run In Podcast, um, our good friends at the Chick Foley Show. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at Chick Foley and Twitter at Chick Foley Show. And the Wrestling with Reality Podcast, which they are at WWR Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. And as usual, um, you can follow us Instagram, Russell Gettin Pod with two Ds, Twitter, Russell Gettin Pod with one D, Facebook.com slash Russell Gettin Pod with one D as well. And you can email us at askrussellgetting at gmail.com. Go ahead and pick up some merch. Help us out with the show. Help make the show a little bit better. Um, which uh, merchandise, redbubble.com slash people slash podcast, And join the Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast as well. And be entered to win the Elite 77 SummerSlam Bray Wyatt fiend figure at the end of August. So lots of stuff going on there. All right. So that's all I've got for this week. Um, theme of the week is my pick. We've come one that time once again. And my pick this week is none other than Ring of Honor wrestler and all out amazing talent in ring, Dalton Castle. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So you guys got anything? Nope. Uh-uh. I think you want to try to, to sway the people to vote for Money Shot or Saturday Night Special. Uh, I think my rough. They're all gonna. They're all gonna. We've already decided. Wait, Chris and I have already said that. You know, Carl's gonna win because half the people that listen to the podcast are family members of his anyway. So they're fans. Uh, <laughs> no, we're gonna be fighting the. They're fighting, fans. They're fighting fans. against. I, I, I know. Still family. <laughs> <laughs> Either way you say it. It's oh, all good. I don't care. Terrible. Oh. I I should, the fan, fans of the podcast, number one. Uh, <laughs> number two. Yeah, just because you got one little good review. You know. Oh, uh, yeah. We actually. <laughs> We totally forgot about that. So, uh, we actually had a few uh, five star reviews pop up. I meant to put that in uh, earlier. So, thank you all for dropping those. Um, that's where the uh, our new tagline, "The Bad Boys of Wrestling Podcast," came from. So, appreciate that. Um, totally stealing that and using it. So, 
Love it. That's pretty awesome. Uh, we had another review that said G Money is uh, is awesome. <laughs> oh, is that what it said? Yeah, I try. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it said or, no, G Money absolutely. G Money. It was actually G Money absolutely kills it. Oh, okay. So, yep, that was the uh, that was that was the the review. So. <laughs> But yeah, so pretty awesome. So thank you all for doing that. Of course, every five-star rating and review that we get on iTunes just is one step closer to more exposure for us. And that's pretty much all we want on iTunes is to expose ourselves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, So we'll be back next week with some more wrestling fun as we take a look at uh nxt takeover 30 SummerSlam, which i forgot the SummerSlam news uh at the uh amway center in orlando uh, which is where they're actually going to start filming i'll start broadcasting raw and all future events from there as well gotcha yeah i saw that there won't be they're not letting fans there either yeah no fans no fans in but uh It'll be a nice change of pace from the performance center to be in like an actual arena again, but it's still gonna be kind of weird without any actual fans. They'll probably, I bet you they'll pipe in like crowd noise through the through the PA system. Probably, probably. They could be like the NHL and put fans in the stands. Yeah, like actual fans, like uh, box fans. Oh, the the cardboard <laughs> cutouts. <laughs> That's just cool, dude. You get hit with an elbow pad, you get to keep it. <laughs> right. They'll mail it to you. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, we appreciate it. Thank you for taking some time to spend with us. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And we'll chat with you guys next week. Remember, vote for your favorite show for the Wrestle Gun Wrestling Federation. Uh, Heat Wave, Saturday Night Special, Money Shot. Those are your three choices. We'll have a poll up on Twitter here um, after this episode drops. Um, so it'll be Friday, Saturday, uh, probably Saturday. So we'll give you guys a, a day to listen to it. So look for that poll on Saturday on Twitter um, and on Facebook as well. So you can go ahead and vote for which show you like best or which one you can see yourself watching. So thank you guys. As always, I'm Christian Heat Matthews. He's Gary G. Money Mun, and he is the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And this has been the Russell Gaddon Podcast.